بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين أما بعد اللهم لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما وعملا يا كريم رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وأحل الأقدة من لساني يفقه قولي My dear brothers and sisters, my dear mothers and fathers, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. All praises belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's guidance. And we seek assistance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the evil of our souls and the adverse consequences of our deeds. Whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala declares guidance upon them, none can misguide him. And whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrees misguidance upon, then none can guide him. And peace and salutations be upon the final messenger, Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As to what follows, my dear brothers and sisters, Indeed, it's a great blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon me to visit some of the ummah of Bristol. It's my first trip here. And last night we had a, or yesterday we had a long program. I must have lectured for six hours as a minimum yesterday. And uh, we had a long program in the evening. And subhanallah, when we woke up this morning, my voice disappeared. And uh, I had to cancel my afternoon program. And we thought, let's leave the Bristol program open. Even if I go there with no voice, at least I can meet the Ummah of Bristol. But walillah, alhamd, around 6 o'clock or 6.30, some voice came out. Let's pray it last, inshallah. We have some more programs to uh, complete here in the southwest. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to return the voice back. Amen. Indeed, I'm grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this opportunity. For it is one of my hobbies to meet the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And indeed, you are from the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And that is why it's always exciting to go for Hajj and to go for Umrah. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gathers a lot of the Ummah in just one place. So I'm grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I thank you all for attending. And affording me this opportunity and I'm also grateful to Idea and our brothers Fawaz and Daniel may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preserve them and us all in his obedience, ameen for this invite and making this trip a reality I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the outset to make this a gathering that is beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a gathering that has not come together except for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a gathering that is forgiven upon its departure. And a gathering that will reunite many, many a time in this world, as well as in the year after, starting underneath the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah. Ameen. Indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is upon all able. This is a blessed gathering, dear brothers and sisters. For we are in a house from the houses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we've come together to learn some of the inheritance of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
And from that inheritance was lessons from the Qur'an that he taught sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, مَجْتَمَعَ قَوْمٌ فِي بَيْتٍ مِنْ بُيُوتِ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى يَتْلُونَ كِتَابَ اللَّهِ وَيَتَدَارَسُونَهُ فِيمَا بَيْنَهُمْ إِلَّا نَزَلَتْ عَلَيْهِمُ السَّكِينَةِ وَغَشِيَتْهُمُ الرَّحْمَةِ وَحَفَّتْهُمُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ وَذَكَرَهُمُ اللَّهُ فِي مَنْ عِنْدَهِ Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that there's no group of people who come together in a house from the houses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yatluna kitab Allah. They recite the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَيَتَدَارَسُونَهُ فِي مَا بَيْنَهُمْ And they, between themselves, they learn lessons from this book. Except that Allah causes contentment to fall upon them. Subhanallah. Sakina. And causes mercy to engulf them. And causes the angels to descend and surround them. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this gathering to those that are with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. La ilaha illallah. Imagine Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioning you by name, and you by name, and you by name to the angels and those that are with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How amazing is that? How special is that? If we knew that a president or the queen or a prince, or a king, mentioned us by name, and praised us by name, how pleased would we be? Imagine Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remembering us by name. We Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except from us. Imam al-Shawkani rahmatullahi alayhi, the famous Yemeni scholar, he says that this hadith mentions a house from the houses of Allah. However, this mention... Meaning it was mentioned because the norm at the time of the Prophet ﷺ is that these lessons would take place in the masjid. However, this blessing is not confined only to those lessons in the masjid. It also encompasses those lessons that take place outside of the masjid. At a conference venue for example, or at a community hall for example. And nowadays we have, or we live in the age of IT. And we have virtual classrooms. So even those lessons, as our Shaykh Sa'ad ibn Nasr al-Shithri, he says, even these classrooms, and those that study in it, the Qur'an and lessons from the Qur'an, for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, stand to gain from the benefits stated in this hadith. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from us. Amin. My dear brothers and sisters, this toy is called Make Your Mark. And it began yesterday in Bath, in terms of the lecture specific to make your mark, not the other lectures. And we started off with a topic called the importance of having a vision. And there was a lot that I wanted to share with the brothers yesterday, but I think the talk spanned 90 minutes plus. We had to end. Because when we talk about a vision, these are matters, especially for those who are involved in strategic planning and this field of leadership and visioning, you know that it takes at least two days to teach people about visioning. And that also is in a slightly quick manner. But nonetheless, a lecture series titled Make Your Mark must start with this topic called the vision. And in summary, we told the brothers there and sisters about the importance of becoming a high net worth individual. And we set the paradigm right. That high net worth, not in terms of financial standing and material well-being, 
but high net worth in terms of your impact with regards to matters of the hereafter. So that was the theme that was set. And we said that from the sunnah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that everything has a purpose. And that it is disrespectful to say that we were created without any purpose. Or to believe that you have a purpose but behave as if you don't have a purpose. This is disrespectful because this is a form of denial of an established sunnah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the established ways of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with regards to His creation. Everything has a purpose. Nothing is done in vain. Allah created us to worship Him. The purpose of creation has been set. And we established with the brothers and sisters there that as a Muslim, as a person who has declared the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and as a person who has accepted the prophecy of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then understand that it is your right to be the best. Understand that. You cannot be a member of this ummah except that it is your right to be the best. Mediocracy is not a description of the ummah of Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about the sahaba radiallahu anhum and declared them as khayra ummatin ukhrijat lilnas. The best of people. Why? Because they were people of action. They proved through action that they knew this concept of having a purpose on earth. They weren't here just to eat and just to play as the livestock and the animals do. They don't have a purpose. They work based on their whims and fancies and desires. And as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala declared the disbelievers, Subhanallah, they eat and they play just as the animals do. There's no, they don't behave as if they have a purpose, as if there's a reason behind this creation and there's an end that's going to come that will substantiate the purpose of us being here on the face of this earth today. It is your right to be the best. And we explained to the brothers yesterday and sisters that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He gave us the best book via the best angel to the best prophet and revealed it in the best month and on the best night, Ramadan and Laylatul Qadr, and in the best language, the Arabic language, and in the best of places, Makkatul Mukarramah. And in this book, He declared this ummah the best of all nations. So if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prioritized for this ummah the best, why should we ever settle for anything less than the best? And this is my message to the different universities that Allah blesses me to visit. And to the different schools that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses me to visit. That we're not saying everybody should become a shaykh or a scholar. But we say become the best that you can be in whatever you're doing. And start by being the best Muslim. Because that's a description that encompasses everybody, irrespective of your level of knowledge. Become the best declarer of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's oneness. Thus fix your ikhlas and your tawheed. And become the best declarer of the prophecy of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Thus adhere to his sunnah. 
and become not just any pharmacist, but the best pharmacist. And not just any doctor, but the best doctor. And not just any engineer, but the best engineer. Your sight should be much more eloquent and much more delicate than your fellow classmates. This is the reality. The bar should be set much higher. Subhanallah. Michelangelo once said that the aim and defect is not in setting high goals and not achieving it. The defect is in setting low goals and achieving it. Because when you set those low goals and you achieve it, that is what defines you. And you become relaxed after that. You don't work harder. There's no next day. You've achieved what you've set. And when I was growing up, my father used to always tell me, aim the sky even if you hit the clouds. But don't aim the clouds. Aim higher. And today, that message has evolved. Because we see in leadership books, they say don't even set the sky as the limit when there's footprints on the moon. When there's footprints on the moon, the sky shouldn't be the limit anymore. You can go much higher. So this is generally the theme of make your mark, O servants of Allah. And O children of Adam. Now we are recording the series and yesterday we spoke about visions. And for those who will inshallah watch the videos when they become available. One of the things I wanted to share with the brothers and sisters regarding the vision. I'm not going to discuss the vision because that took long. But something that I wanted to say which we never got to say. Was that the vision we didn't discuss is the framework behind all our actions. And all our actions are missions. The vision is the end. Whilst everything we do is the means to the end. So being a person of purpose requires you to have a vision. What's the legacy you want to leave behind? And when you understand that legacy, everything you do has a purpose. It becomes a means to that end. It should never be that we ask a university student, why are you studying a specific specialization? And he says, because I enjoy it. That is not an answer. What if you no more enjoy it? What if it is no more enjoyable? What happens if as part of the degree program, you have to be starved for two days in the week? It's no more enjoyable. Will you continue the specialization? They'll probably say no. There has to be substance behind everything that we do. When you tell me you're studying a particular degree, I want to know why. What is going to keep you studying it even when it becomes ugly? What is going to keep you in the program? Even if the workload becomes unbearable, what is going to keep you doing it? There has to be an end that this leads to. But if you make studying the degree the end, this is the defect, this is the problem. This makes us stagnant people who waste time. Because after two years when it's no more enjoyable, as we told the brothers and sisters in Bath when we discussed the vision, you want to change your specialization. But you know what the problem is? You wasted two years of your country's resources, or of your parents' resources for the fees that they paid for your education. And you wasted a greater resource which is two years of your life. So when you have a vision, you make the right decisions. You make the right decisions. Always, because in everything you do, you seeing the end. There's line of sight, as we say in management, right? Or as it is said in management. My background is not management, but as it is said in the works of management, that there has to be line of sight, right? In an organization, there's line of sight between the different, different departments. Otherwise, it's going to be chaos, 
right? So we sometimes cause chaos in our lives. Why? Because we're just moving around without perspective. Alhamdulillah, as Muslims, I said, it's our right to be the best. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the macro setting has at least set our vision. And that is entry into Jannah. The highest Jannah, as Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said. Don't just ask for any Jannah, but ask for the highest one. Subhanallah. Remember we spoke of just now about setting higher aims, not lower ones. Not any Jannah, but the highest Jannah. This is the teaching from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Right? And for those who attended yesterday, we said this, that all this whole discussion of visions and missions and objectives and goals and planning and so on and so forth, this was the prophetic message taught by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And it's not his fault that you might have learned about it in western books today. But the credit goes back to him. Subhanallah. Subhana Rabbi al-A'la. He was a visionary. And we shared some examples yesterday. So this was the message in a nutshell that we covered yesterday, brothers and sisters. And it's important that we bring that summary in. Why? Because this concept of having a vision will always be the theme, irrespective of what we discuss when we talk about being a high net individual. So... The message that I wanted to share yesterday that I didn't get around to talk about regarding the vision is that it houses our missions. Everything we do, there's line of sight. Everything we do, there's line of sight. So Islam has set the vision in Jannatul Firdaus, in having a place underneath the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah, in getting our books of deeds in our right hands. Thus everything we do should be a mission to that. The reason why you're here now is because this is a mission. There's an end behind you being here. There's an outcome you wish to get from the sitting. It's not one hour or two hours of just wasting my time. And if that's your case, you won't be found in the cinema, for example. Because is that a mission that leads to your vision? No. You won't be found in the disco. Because is that a mission that leads to your vision? No. You become a person of basira, not of sight, but insight. You become a person not of television, but vision. Right? There's always a line of sight behind everything you do. Even the spouse that you marry, you have clarity. Many of these today, they go for that special meeting when they're looking to get married. And they don't even know what to ask. They're asking you, what should I ask? How can you ask me, what should you ask? Am I marrying her or are you marrying her? And the simple cause of this, of this particular question is because this person doesn't know who he is or who she is and who they're not. They haven't found themselves. They don't know what legacy they want to leave, how they want to be remembered when they pass away, what they want to see when they're on their deathbed. Because they don't know that, they don't. getting married is a mission as well. It's a means to an end. Right? It's not an end in and of itself. This was the message yesterday and this is the summary in a nutshell.